Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we dish out tips and advice for metaphysical business owners and service providers. And if you're not sure what a metaphysical business owner is, well, if you work as a tarot card reader like myself, or if you're an astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle medium, you know, if you're doing any kind of spiritual or uh, sacred art as part of your profession, we are talking about you and to you. And I'm Teresa, and my lovely co-host, Miss Bree Saucy, where are you? Hey, everyone, I'm Bree, and Teresa and I have both been self-employed sacred artists running our own businesses for decades upon decades. So we know what goes into running a successful business, and we know how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along. So we do this show together once a month because we love sharing the business strategies that we've learned over the years, and we love seeing our fellow mystics thrive and succeed. Yeah, that's totally our goal. We want to make it easier for you guys by going over the things that we've learned over the years, and sometimes we also bring on special guests to help with that. Now, in each episode of topic, the Talking Shop, we, ta- we tackle different topics. I can talk. <laughs> and this year, we're focusing a lot on books. And today's topic, I think, is a really important one. We're going to be talking about self-publishing your book. Why? Well, it's because a lot of people are into self-publishing now. I mean, it is hot. And we've got somebody who is a very special guest and a friend of Talking Shop. We're going to be talking with Jenna Matlin. Jenna is the author of Have Tarot, Will Travel, a Comprehensive Guide to Reading at Festivals, and she as a at Tarot and her latest book, which just got released uh, this year. It's really great. Everyone, if you're a tarot reader, you're going to want this one. It's called Have Tarot, Will Party, a Comprehensive Guide to party reading for the tarot professional. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you, guys. Good morning. How's it going? It's going. We're so excited that you're here today. Thanks. I'm really excited to talk about um, self-publishing within our community. I'm excited. It's not a topic we see a lot, so thanks a lot for thinking about adding it and including it to what you guys do. Well, you know, when when Bree and I started talking about books this year, you know, we one of the things that we were talking about is okay, self publishing is hot, and we knew that the one person that we wanted to talk to was you because you've done it, you've done it well, um, your books are awesome, everybody loves them, and they're really essential reading for tarot professionals. So one of the things you know we were thinking about is you know we got to have Jen on, and we need to know all the dirt about this. And one of the things I want to start out is we want to discuss what are the benefits of self-publishing? You know, what do you feel, Jenna, makes self-publishing such a good alternative to traditional publishing? Uh, Well, I think self-publishing, I mean, the reason why my books are self-published is because a publisher won't publish them. Um, So there, there is kind of this I don't know, this maybe this bias that if you self-publish, it's not as good as or does not have as much to offer uh, as a traditionally published book, but that's not always the case. Um, in my case, they, I mean, I've reached out to a couple of publishers and they decided it was not financially viable enough for them. Um, even though there is so little in the, in the realm of tarot business books, even when 
I showed them all of the numbers <laughs> of the books that I had sold in the past. Um, so it's a way of getting your voice out there that may be different than the mainstream um, that publishers may not, you know, find lucrative. But as a single person and, and publishing your work, it can be a nice little addition to your business for sure. Um, the second piece in that is I feel like there is a weird kind of bias for writers in this realm. Uh, for example, if you find a musician who is indie publishing and you find, you know, his or her work on Spotify, um, and maybe they're not picked up by, you know, record labels, they still get big of their own right. Um, and they're still seen as musicians within their own right. Um, and same for artists, whether you're, you know, hung in a gallery or you're on, you know, like Instagram, people see musicians and artists as people who are doing their craft regardless of platform. But for some reader, for some reason, writers are not yet at that level. And I think that's changing, though. So a writer is a writer is a writer, <laughs> whether they are self-publishing their work or they are um, – or they're going through a traditional publisher. So those are some of the kind of differences in terms of culture. You know, it's so interesting, too, because so many um, tarot readers like myself are also bloggers. And what is blogging? Saying? Uh, blogging, but it's self-publishing. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And when we're talking about, like, marketing our businesses, content is still king, you know? Yep. Um SEO is still driven by, like, the, the keywords and the, the, the writing that you're doing on your own site and also the writing that you're doing on other platforms. So I agree with you there. Another nice thing about self-publishing is, you know, when it comes to the profit that the book makes, you, you know, you're not waiting for a royalty check, which, is, which can be very, very nice. Yeah, um, I feel like I, yeah, I think it takes, I have to look it up. So when you stop publishing, you can publish on a variety of different platforms. You have the Amazon platform, and you have Barnes & Noble platform. You have Smashwords, you have Lulu, you have Wattpad. There are a lot of self-publishing um, platforms out there. Um, my experience is just with Amazon. Um, so Amazon, the first I believe the first royalty check comes like two months after once you launch. So there is a bit of a, there's a bit of a gap. But the cool thing is, is I have an author dashboard. So I can see every single day who's buying and how many. So, you know, Ooh, yesterday nice. I had six people buy my paperback, three people buy my ebook. I can see how many people are buying my paperback versus my ebook. I can see that if I roll out, uh, you know, like teaser content, and then I can see if I get a bump in sales after that. So I really like the fact that I know exactly how many books I'm selling and when and how uh, in a way that traditionally published authors may not have access to. Um, yeah, those are super so metrics to have. Oh, yeah, they totally are. Um, and as people, self-published books obviously are not being sold. That's the one thing I feel a little sad about. Maybe I'll work on it later. Like, my books are not being put on shelves in New Age bookstores, and my book is not, you know, in traditional bookstores. 
they run their books through publishers. So I'm not getting walk-in access. But as more and more people are buying online, that's less of a of an issue, I think. Um, so a lot of the difference just is in cachet, where it's like, oh, there's a traditionally published book. That person is a big deal. Oh, that person self-published. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? But I do think that the uh, – I do feel that the culture is changing around that for sure. Right on. So I feel, I feel like you've addressed some of, like, the challenges with self-publishing already, but are there any – specific pitfalls or challenges around self-publishing that the self-published authors should know about, you know, when you go into this, that they should be aware of? Like, what's your advice to the, to the first-timer? What do they need to watch out for? What do they need to watch out for? Well, I think of someone who has a desire to write a book, first you need to understand who your audience is and write for your audience. Um, you know, even if we have a good idea, if it's not an idea that people are also interested in, your book is not going to sell. Um, you also have to market your own book. So, like, building a following of people that are interested. These are things that typically uh, publishing companies do for you um, that you now have to do yourself. So, you're not just a writer, you are an editor, you're a formatter of your book, you're hiring someone to do your cover for you, you are, like, working on, like, the marketing aspect of the book, you are dealing with the reviews, and so just like anyone who is self-employed, if you're self-employed, then self-publishing is already within your wheelhouse because you're already, like, wearing all the hats. <laughs> So uh, with this, you're also wearing all the hats. So one of the, the challenges with this is really understanding where your weak, weaknesses are and making sure that you're hiring the people that you need in order to cover your weaknesses and not just ignore them. Um, for example, you know, I love to write. But I'm not great at grammar. I got to be honest with you. Like, all the rules just make me crazy. So I have to hire an editor to go through and add all the freaking commas <laughs> that I don't put in there naturally. So um, that does require putting some money ahead, you know, ahead of your book. Um, so I think that's kind of one of the challenges is really understanding what you're good at and what you're not and, and paying good people to do it. Don't just, like, plunk down $10 for, from some dude in, you know, Croatia, you know, for your fiber cover. Um, if this is your work. Like, invest in it. It's important. Make it nice. You know, it's interesting, Jenna, that you, you mentioned um, about the editing thing. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of other maybe people who are traditionally published, like myself, will just turn the book over and, you know, work with their editor. But I actually hire an editor to go over mm. my work because I have a comma problem too. So, <laughs> so one of the things that I've done with every one of my books is you know, my daughter actually has an MFA in writing and she's a total grammar nerd. And she offers a service for people where she goes over 
the books and she'll edit them and correct all those things and correct the grammar. And because she is, you know, the beautiful thing about working with her, I'm not just because she's my daughter, but because she grew up with me, she's got a metaphysical background. So she also understands tarot and all these other things. So she's been such a great help to get my comma problem under control. So that way when I turn the manuscript into the, the publisher, it's not like, you know, a mess. So I, I get exactly why you say that, but I think whether you're self-publishing or a traditional publisher, your editor, it's worth spending some dough to have somebody go over your stuff because if that's not your strong suit, which is not mine, it makes all the difference. So I'm all about that. You know, the one thing I want to ask you too, so you're talking about, you know, hiring a team and getting people to help you to get your book done. And you mentioned having an artist and somebody to help you with your editing. Can you give us an idea, now you said not to use Fiverr, which I agree, kind of like what the budget is and how you find these people. Okay. Um, you know what? I don't have, like, one platform that I could recommend for people to go to um, for this. I I have an editor through a friend who does this on the side, um, and I reached out to that person um, to work with me um, on this. Um, and then I reached a out to somebody else who does design within the tarot community and ask them to do a cover for me. Um, I think like, it's really cheap. I think like 150 bucks for the cover, to be honest. Uh, that's like really less than most people. Like authors in general could pay uh, starting at five to $800 for like a really professional high-end cover. Um, and editors in general often will work on a per hour or per word rate. So that could be anywhere from like, I don't even know, like three cents to 25 cents per word, depending on their background, their skills. And also there are two different kinds of editors. You have like your grammar editor who's looking for the commas, but then you also have your content editors. And those are people that are, like, looking for flow, looking for consistency, making sure that things match or that you're not being redundant in what you're writing. Like, those are your subject matter people. So sometimes you need two different people to do those two different uh, aspects for your book. Um, the other thing I recommend, and my latest book, Have Terror Will Party, was greatly strengthened by having five amazing beta readers of professionals that are at all levels of tarot. So I had uh, I had a couple of beta readers that are professional full-time tarot readers go through the book. And then I had people that are kind of new to the tarot reading professional community and had them go through the book. And we went through it chapter by chapter. And so between that breadth of experience, they were able to really – point out places where they needed more expansion, like, oh, you really should expand in this area, or like, oh, I think you already said this in the, book, in the chapter before. Like, those beta readers were amazing, and the book would not be as strong if it wasn't for them. So get eyes on your book. Get beta readers on your book. And, you know, I am, I am biased towards nonfiction because that's what I've written so far. So I do want to say that a lot of my advice is based for nonfiction books. Fiction is a different animal. Um, but with nonfiction, you really want to bring people on, like you said, Teresa, um, people that understand the metaphysical community, 
and also just um, are open to understanding the content at hand. Mm-hmm. Very good advice. Awesome. Yeah, really good advice. So we've talked about your team, your support team, um, but we want to hear about the nitty-gritty stuff. So from start to finish, what is the process that you use to get your book from idea to paper to self-published book? Because I think that for a lot of our listeners, you know, the idea of doing a self-published book is really exciting. But then you sit down and it's kind of like, where do I start with this? Like, how do I actually get this train on the track going forward? So we would love to hear your process. Well, I think the first thing I want to I want to talk about with that is you have to manage your inner critic, and you absolutely have to manage your inner resistance towards this happening, and not allow the voices that will tell all of us, "Oh, your writing is shit," you know, and you're no one's going to read this, and you know, and and you know, people are going to criticize what I have to say. Like, if you cannot manage those inner voices and tackle them and wrestle them down then you're never going to really finish. Um, And the second piece is you need discipline. You don't need to feel motivated to do it. I think everyone thinks, oh, I need to feel like this spark is motivation. And that's not actually how it works. You need the the dull (laughs) drumbeat of discipline (laughs) to sit down and actually focus. So you have to carve out time to get it done or it's not going to happen. But basically the nitty-gritty with both my books, they just started out with an outline. From from start to finish, what did I have to teach people around this subject? Created an outline. Um, and with both of my books, they were actually classes first. So if that helps, make a PowerPoint. Like if you were to teach this subject, make a PowerPoint. Because a PowerPoint is just an outline in many ways. So I created PowerPoints. I taught both festival work and party work to many conferences, um, and that helped me hone down the actual path of working. The other piece is once you have, like, a loose outline, just start writing. Just, like, word vomit, thought vomit. Just have your, you know, your topic and just get it out, get it out, get it out you'll worry about formatting it and moving it around later. So my book, I had written a lot of it about a year and a half ago, like the NaNoWriMo of 2017. But for some reason, I just couldn't figure out, like, how the how I was going to pull all these weird little pieces together. Um, and I allowed resistance and self-sabotage to get in my way for about a year and a half until – this January, I just said, you know what? i got to get cracking. This book needs to be done before the Northwest Terrace Symposium. What are you doing, Jenna? And I found that even though I didn't really know how it was going to turn out or what it was going to look like, I forged ahead knowing that as I needed to cross that, that drawbridge, then I would get there. So sometimes our resistance, how it functions is it, it, it like, puts a fog over our brain where we're like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to look. I'm really confused about the map of this. 
Um, and my advice is keep going. You will figure out when you need to. Don't allow that to be the reason why you don't do it. And I say that from just my own personal experience. So once you're writing and you've got kind of your your beta book, your rough draft, that's when you'll start seeing connections and, you know, doing a lot of, like, cutting and pasting of whole paragraphs, omitting whole paragraphs, rewriting chapters. This stuff will start to unfold as you as you move through it until finally you have something that kind of looks like a book. <laughs> um, and then there comes the other part with, like, when do you know when to stop? You know, you could tinker with this freaking thing forever. Even now, as my book is published, I'm like, oh, I should have added this. I should have said that. Shut up. But that's just how it is. Um, the most important thing is to remember that you have something of value to share the world. Um, like, share it. Don't allow resistance to stop you. People need to hear your voice. People need to hear what you've learned. We're all here to help each other. I love that advice so much. Beautiful. I really do. And, and Bree, you know, both you and I, because we do write a lot, we also know, like what Jed is talking about, how sometimes it can be just so hard to get started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, speaking of nitty-gritty stuff, uh, I love all the advice you've been here. So how do you get your book both in Kindle and print? I mean, what's the story behind that? How do I, if I was going to self-publish, what do I need to know about getting it onto Amazon or getting it so people can print it? What's your advice? Well, the first thing I would advise, and like a community that really helped me, um, was those of you who use Reddit. Uh, like Reddit has a community for everything, and Reddit has a self-publishing community. Like basically anything you need to know, someone has already asked in that community, and, and like tons of people have already answered. So if you're serious about self-publishing, I would say take 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 thyself to Reddit self-publishing, uh, and it's really going to be a helpful resource. Um, so since I publish through Amazon. I can really only talk about Amazon with any specifics. Um, you go to, um, what is it, KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, kdp.com, and it is so, so easy. They walk you through every single step, and you can both publish uh, your ebook as well as your print-on-demand book right in the same place. It used to be in two separate places, but they have since combined it. So, you know, it's step-by-step, like step one, like what is, what's this book about? Step two, what are your publishing rights? Step three, upload your manuscript and check for errors. Step four, upload your cover. It's super, super user-friendly. The only part, and it's gotten more user-friendly over the years, it was much easier for me to publish have Tara Will Party than it was in 2014 with Have Tara Will Travel. Like, they've made it much easier for people that don't know coding. Like, I didn't know how to – before, you used to have to turn your Word file into something called a Mobi file, which is a file that e-readers can read or Kindles can read. Now they do all that for you. So all you wow. basically have to do is just upload your Word document, and then a window pops up. So you can actually, it'll show you this is what this is going to look like on the e-reader. And then you can go through it page by page 
And so you can see what it looks like on the Kindle. You can see what it looks like if someone's reading your book from their phone. You can see that they, that they use some other kind of like iPad or other reader. Um, and then you can make adjustments as necessary so that it flows and looks good. Um, with the paperback, they have a template that you can use. You can hire somebody to create like a really fancy, nice template with like, I don't know, symbols in it. I just kept it very simple, um, and I used the, tempo, the template that they have. So basically all I did was copy and paste my Word document into their template, which was already formatted for the paperback. Um, that took me like one whole, like I would say that it would take two full-time days, two eight-hour days to really do it right and really make sure it looks good. Um, so that's kind of how that works. And then once everything looks great and it's all set, um, then you hit publish, and it can take up to 48 hours for it to show up in the Amazon system. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it looks. It's really exciting. Um, and that's that's basically all she wrote, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it, Jenna. This is super, super helpful for people. So let's say the book is done. You've finished. It's out there. What is your advice about getting it out into the world and getting lots of eyes on it? You know, when you self-publish, one of the awesome things is that you get to run your own marketing campaign. And when you self-publish, one of the really challenging things is that you get to run your own marketing campaign. <laughs> so how yeah. do you make sure that your self-published book is a super smashing success? How do you do that? Um, well, I think you do need to create a marketing plan, and it is something that you probably want to get started. Um like, the thing is, is if you want to write your book and have it done kind of on a down low, and then from there, like, build out your marketing plan, you can do that. But I'm I'm kind of of a, I don't know, just do it all at once, crazily, and, like, like just do it. I, I kind of do it all at once. So um, one of the things is finding influencers within your community, so people that have big followings or people that you have you know, connections with, colleagues that you work with that may love to have your book and want to review it, like that's one. Um, I would recommend that you don't just friend people just and then be like, oh, can you review my book or, oh, can you promote my book? Like that's not okay at all. I hate like, that, by the way. I'm just butting in to say I hate that. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's, it's smarmy. Like you want to already have a built community of people for whom we're all sharing what we do with one another and with our own kind of audience. So like reaching out to your colleagues and just saying, Hey, um, would you like to review this? Or could you let, you know, let people know about this? Like that's one way to do it, but to do it in a way that feels heartfelt. Um, two, you've got to get reviews on your book. Like that is just reviews are everything. They really are. So uh, on Amazon, as people are reading your book, um, one thing I did with my book was I did put an incentive. So for those who read Have Tarot, Will Party, at the very end, I give away a lot of freebies that they can go to my website to get, which are the PDFs of all the business contract work. 
Um, but then I asked them, like, give me a legitimate review. It doesn't have to be five star if you didn't think it was five star. Just throw a review of what you thought. And if you do so, uh, I'll swing the PDF of my first book your way for free. So, um, because reviews are humongous, like that's where, what people, that's what tells people, oh, this book is for me, or maybe it's not for me. Um, so that's another thing that I do. Um, I put excerpts of my book on my writing platforms and on my blog. Uh, what else do I do? Um, I reach out to tarot communities. Like I reach out to Tabby, um, the Tarot Association of the British Isles, and I'm having I gave a free book to someone who wanted to review it and put it on their on the, on the Tabby blog. So you could also do Facebook targeted advertising, Instagram at a targeted advertising, um, and I don't know. Like I think if you do all those things, then you're you're in good shape. Um, hopefully, the algorithms of Amazon will get you to the book to get people to your book. So, for me, someone writes tarot and business, my book's going to come up. Like, uh, have tarot will travel. I have thirty reviews at four and a half stars. Four and a half because I have one star from some dude who said, "I can't believe you're teaching people how to scam people." Oh, God. Star. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad. Amazon wouldn't take it down. I was like, this guy didn't even read my book. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I feel like like that is kind of how I've done it. I'm sure there are a lot of other ways that other people have done it. But it's important to not be like, okay, well, it's on Amazon or wherever, and I don't really have to do anything anymore. My work is complete. Like, that is absolutely not the case. Like, you're really just halfway through what you need to be doing when you finish your book. This is all such such amazing advice. And I think for anybody who is thinking about self-publishing, you know, it's really in right now. It's hot. It's such a great way to get your work out there. I think all of your advice about hiring people, your marketing advice, I mean, this is really juicy stuff that's going to help people get their idea out of their head and get it moving. So, Jenna, I want to thank you for taking time to talk about this with me and Bree today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And this is just my direct message to you out there who has an idea. Honey, right, get it out. Like, we are here. I, I used to be getting metaphysical really quickly. Um, I feel like we're all midwifing what needs to come into the physical plane in our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the universe has gifted you with this, like, incredible, inspiring thing, it is now incumbent upon you. Get it out. Serve the world. Do good. So that's my message. I love it. Beautiful. So beautiful, Jenna. Thank you so, so much. So that wraps up this episode of Talking Shopping. It was so good. Teresa, what was your biggest takeaway from this discussion? Well, one of the things that I really loved that Jenna said, and Jenna, you know, this I think was really brilliant. You know, I also assumed that self-publishing on Amazon would be really difficult. And hearing you talk about how it used to be harder with the Moby files and all that and how they've made it really much easier, I love hearing that because you're taking some of the intimidation factor out because you never know. I might be thinking about 
I got some ideas too that might not be traditional publishing friendly, and that actually made me feel really confident that it's something that I can do. Um, so I loved knowing that. What about you, Bree? Is there something that really stood out? I love Jenna's emphasis on people sharing their ideas and sharing their voice and not letting resistance and all of the different forms that it can show up um, keep them from doing so, right? Stall them and paralyze them. I think that that's a really powerful overarching message. And I think self-publishing is one amazing tool that we have to get those ideas and those voices out there. And so I really, I love how she framed that. I thought that was so helpful. Thank you, Jenna. Oh, thank you. And Jenna, for people who are listening, could you tell them where they can find your books and also where they can find you online? Sure. Uh, well, obviously, you can find my books on Amazon. <laughs> we were talking. Um, and my latest books have Tarot Will Party, a comprehensive guide to party reading for the tarot professional, clocked in at about 32,000 words. It is, it is a little chunk a little chunk of a, of a business book. Um, you can you can do it, download it on your reader. Uh, but what I've noticed is most people appreciate having it as paperback so they can kind of flip through it and make notes. Um, you can find me uh, two places. Uh, you can find me at queenofwandstarot.net or you can find me at jennamatlin.com. Uh, and reach out if you have any questions about self-publishing or you have a great idea, um, you know, I'd be happy to, to, you know, give you some advice or, or maybe just kind of point out a new way for you to kind of move through whatever resistance you might be feeling. Beautiful. Well, we really totally appreciate everything that you shared with us today. And so for everybody who's listening, please get a copy of both of Jenna's books. If you're a tarot pro, or, you know, anybody really who's working any of these fairs or parties, I mean, this could apply to astrologers, intuitives, whatever. I really recommend getting them. They're great books. And I also want to remind you guys that, hey, if you love Talking Shop, don't forget that you can listen to all of the previous shows for free on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You're just going to want to look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, and you're going to find all the episodes there. And you can also visit the Talking Shop archives over on thetarolady.com. Just click on podcast, hop on down to Talking Shop. You're going to find everything there. Bree, where can they find us on your site? Hey, everyone. Head over to com. Click on free archives, and you will find the current show of Talking Shop and all of the past archives right there. And I do want to remind people, too, that, hey, if you're enjoying the show, and we really hope you are. Um, take a moment to go to iTunes, leave a kind review. That will help more metaphysical business owners find their way to Talking Shop. And that's a wrap. So um, please join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop. Until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com. And Bree, where can they find you? Everyone, you can find me at com. Thanks again so much for listening. Keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind. Make it a great month. We know you will.